Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. 
Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Junior Show. All right, once again, welcome to the George Wilder Junior Show on Block Talk Radio, broadcasting live, live, not podcasted, not recorded, not uh, live. It's live. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Thank people. Thank everybody for uh, uh, their good thoughts and things like that about the show. And I want to thank Virginians and the people of New Jersey and every place where Democrats dominated yesterday in the election. And now the Republicans are blaming each other. They're blaming Trump, actually. (laughs) That's a good place to put the blame because he is the blame. And Republicans are there just as much as blamed uh, for this election. Uh, blow out than Trump. I mean, because they're aiding and abetting this guy. So, you know, they can take a lot of the blame too. And Paul Ryan, uh, I just got through hearing this guy say that he's still with Trump, no matter what, he's with Trump. Well, then he will be out of a job in 2018. That's no problem. He can he can suck Trump's toenails. Uh, he's going to be out of a job next uh, next year. There's no doubt about that. November 18th, November, November 2018, November 6, 2018, to be exact. And uh, Republicans are blaming Donald Trump. That, that's, and he does get the blame. This, Donald Trump owns this loss. He owns it, but now he's trying to distance himself away from it and say the guy didn't, <laughs> he didn't embrace the things he liked to do, didn't embrace him and the things that he stands for, which is nutty. Which is nutty. This guy ran, he ran uh, so close to what Trump was doing. Trump uh, was blindsided. This, the Trump is just lying again. I mean, but anyway, I, I want to thank Virginians for getting out there and vote. This is what you have to do, folks. You got to get out there and vote these people out. This is the only way the Republicans are going to look at us seriously and going to pay us any attention. Now they're going to start paying attention. They're going to be answering them calls, checking out those emails, uh, 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 faxes, and everything else that you do into the uh, into their offices because they don't pay attention to that kind of thing. They don't pay attention to to uh, what your feelings are, to what you want, to what you want them to do. But now they will because they're feeling the heat. They're feeling the heat. These these racists, they're feeling the heat. These assholes in the White House, they're feeling the heat of the people. You know, they are trying to downplay it that it wasn't the people. It was just a fluke. This is this is not a fluke. Too many Democrats uh, uh, clean out the Virginia State House and other places, New Jersey, and a lot of the other places from coast to coast. Democrats won. This is a Republican loss. This is a Donald Trump loss. No matter how they try to spin it, no matter how they try to lie about it, uh, uh, no matter how much their surrogates go around the the talk show circuit and and try to defend this, defend Donald Trump, defend this loss, it ain't working. It didn't work. Because if it had worked, the Republicans would have won. This did not work. And they are uh, poised to be thrown out of Congress 2018 
because we're going to get out there and we're going to be voting our asses off. We're going to take this country back from these thugs, these racists, these goons, these gangsters, criminals that are in Congress and in the White House. There is no doubt about it. They're going to have to start uh, paying attention to what the people want. And now they're saying that the Republicans are saying, well, the people want us to get things done. We want you out of there. We don't give. We don't want you to get a damn thing done because you haven't getting. Any, you haven't been getting anything done for years. So why? Why would you start? We want you out. We want you out of our house. The White House is the people's house. Get out. The Capitol building is belongs to the voters. Get out. We want you out. We don't care if you get anything done. We want we want you out. We want a clean slate. We're going to have to take some air freshener in the White House once Donald Trump is gone and fumigate it. We want you out. You can no longer ignore us or not pay us any attention or just blow us off because we will vote you out. We will kick you out. And I want once again, I want to... Um, Thank the people of uh, Virginia, New Jersey, and all of those uh, uh, people who voted from coast to coast, throwing out Republicans. But we still have work to do. We still, we've got the House, we've got the Senate, and we've got the White House to deal with. Like these people are, are the Republicans in the White House, the people in the White House, they're downplaying this. They're saying it, it's nothing. Oh, that's 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 nothing. Give me a break. They're gonna say this. They're gonna def- they they're gonna play it down. They're gonna belittle it. What happened? They're gonna act like it's not even significant. You know, it's it's nothing, uh, or it's nothing uh, related to them. They they they're gonna spin it. I mean, just turn on your cable television and watch some of these shows, talk show hosts that that's gonna be carrying, that's gonna be interviewing some of Donald Trump's. Uh, surrogates, the people who go out and lie for him and, and try to defend him. Just watch some of these shows on cable. And where, when these people come on, like Don Lemon and stuff like that, The View, when these people come on and start trying to defend Donald Trump, it's going to be pathetic and going to try to defend uh, uh, defend what happened. You know, they're going to try and say it's nothing. It, 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 it's nothing. The American people. I wonder where these people get off these Donald Trump surrogates, these people who kissing Donald Trump ass, I wonder when they do an interview, I wonder where did they get off saying the American people this, the American people that, but the American people, the American people just voted to kick your ass out of office. Can you say that? Can you say that? We don't want racist people in the White House. We don't want people in the White House who's going to divide this country. We don't want liars in the White House. We don't want criminals in the White House. We don't want the Ku Klux Klan in Congress and in the White House. We don't want haters in the White House. Dividers, liars, buffoons. We don't want people in the White House that do not know what they're doing. We don't want people in the White House who uh, think that we're idiots out here. We're not. We're not. We don't want dictators. We don't want emperors. 
Donald Trump, he's a servant of America. We're not his servants. He is our servant, but he thinks we're his servants. He wants to be a dictator, telling everybody, every agency, every business, every man and woman what to do and what not to do as if he knows. This man doesn't know Jack. Someone said on social media he's dumb as a box of rocks. And that's about sums it up. If you go back and listen to everything that Donald Donald Trump has said, especially after the uh, Texas massacre, the church massacre, some of his comments after that defending uh defending not doing anything on gun control is pathetic all of those children murdered and he's going to come out and say well a hundred people could have gotten killed and gun control would have done anything how do you know how do you know that you don't know that donald trump as i've said several times on the show donald trump's just Donald Trump pulls stuff out of his butt and just say it. He doesn't know what he's saying. The next day, the next two days, the next week, he'll deny he said it. But it's on tape that he actually said what he said. But he'll still say he didn't say it. And if you report that he said it, that that what he said came out of his mouth, you're fake media. You're fake news because you're reporting the truth. This man has got to go. And... As I've said several times on the show, if Democrats win back the uh, House of Representatives on November 6, 2018, Trump will definitely be impeached. The Republicans are not going to do it. As long as they control uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate, they're not going to do it. I mean, Donald Trump could probably go out and shoot somebody. on the street and they still wouldn't impeach him. They'll find some lie, some spin, some garbage to try to make you think that what he did was the right thing, just like they're doing now. Donald Trump is overseas right now as I'm talking, but his mind is on war, not war with Korea, not war with Russia, not any war with Iran or any other rogue state that has nuclear weapons. Donald Trump is at war with us, the American people. He wants to stick his fangs in the American people like he's been so far. Why? Because he knows that we didn't vote for him. He knows most of us don't like him. He knows most of us criticize him. He knows that Facebook is not on his side or LinkedIn or any other... uh, media website and he wants to get back at people i mean you you know what donald trump is like if you say something negative about donald trump he's going to say something negative about you back he calls that fighting back i call that stupid and silly if somebody says something about you and you're the president of the united states ignore it and go on and do your job but but donald trump he can't do that he's got this he's got to hit back as he say and it makes him look stupid makes them look irrelevant. It makes them look unpresidential. All of these wild truth, all of these wild tweets makes him look totally unpresidential. And what does he do? He looks more unpresidential. He doubles down on unpresidential. 
You ever heard him read a speech? You ever heard him give a speech and how somber and weak and droll he sounds when, he, when he's giving a speech? You, you just know he's reading it. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna give a speech, try not to sound like you're reading it. You know, uh, every time he gives a speech, no matter where it is, if he gives a speech and he's reading it, that's not Donald Trump. That's Trump reading something someone else wrote for him to say and to read. But he he's not a good reader. <laughs> he sounds like a three year old when he reads. Worse than a three year old. He sounds boring. He sounds droll. He sounds like he doesn't actually understand what he's reading. There's no comprehension. He may not even understand what he's reading. But the minute you take away that teleprompter, that paper in front of him uh, with the speech on it, oh, wow, he's gone. He's talking his ass off then. Fire that son of a bitch. <laughs> he's using uh, swear words, and he's being who he is, an asshole, because that's what Donald Trump is. But getting back to uh, the Democrats' victory, we all were hold, we all were holding our breaths breaths uh, to try to say, hey, wow, you know, the Democrats lose this, they're through. But they swept it. People are very upset with this White House and with this Congress. Now, Congress, uh, most of those guys and girls in Congress are blaming it all on Donald Trump. But Donald, yeah, we can blame Donald Trump. Of course, but a lot of it goes on Congress also. See, they can deflect it all on Trump, but I mean, they're the ones who's aiding and abetting Trump. They're the ones who are letting Trump get away with so much crime as he should be impeached, but they won't, they will not do it. But that's all right. Come November 2018, we will do it. Just like we did it, uh, uh, in Virginia and New Jersey. Gun control is everything. Okay, I'm I'm reading here that uh, special counselor, right, Putin? Vladimir Putin of Russia? He, he can really do that? I mean, if he can indict Putin, he can indict um, Donald Trump. Yeah, he... <laughs> Wow, that is something. I mean, this is this is news. Why he should have just put up there? I could, I uh, that he he could just say I I could indict Donald Trump. Is that as Mueller could indict? Putin? All right, let's see what it, let's see what the article is saying. Based on publicity available evidence, there is a compelling case that special counsel Robert Mueller could indict Russia dictator, something went wrong, Vladimir Putin. You know how you, when you're on the internet and you're reading something or you're researching something and all of a sudden a commercial or something pops up and blocks you. You know, this (laughs) this is just what happened here. Okay, let's try this again. Based on pub publicly available, publicly available, that means it's in other places, uh, based on publicly publicly available evidence, there is a compelling case that special counsel Robert Mueller could indict Russian dictator Vladimir Putin for crimes involving multiple violations of America law as the United States once indicted former 
Wow, this is news. I mean, this is news. I'm going to have to share this on Facebook. This is news. And usually, and I'm looking at the Hill. The Hill, uh, the website, I'm on the Hill. It's it's a publication. It's, it's a uh, pretty, pretty, um, it's not fake news. I mean, this is not fake news. This is, the Hill used to be a Republican news outlet, but now it, I think it's independent in some ways. Um so this this is news, and I do believe this, and I hope you believe it too, because this this is man, yeah this this is great. This is great. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me right here. Follow me on Black Talk Radio. It says here that my guest is Shantoa Shanta Shanta. Sorry about that. My mouth is just not working at some at some points. Uh, Chantel Gabriel. She is offering hope on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We, we're going to check her out, and, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that should be all good. We'll be right back. On Tuesday evening, Americans were basically greeted to a really resounding rejection of Donald Trump and everything he stands for as election results across the country began rolling in, showing that Democrats made virtually a clean sweep in elections from Maine to California. Uh, One of the most closely watched elections that took place on Tuesday was the race for Virginia governor between Democrat uh, Ralph Northam and Republican Ed Gillespie. Now, Gillespie had been personally endorsed by Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr., Steve Bannon. All three of those guys have been tweeting virtually nonstop over the last few weeks, singing the praises of Gillespie. Gillespie decided to run an incredibly racist campaign, vilifying everyone that wasn't white, embracing Donald Trump's racism, and he was soundly rejected by voters in Virginia. 
quite similar to how Luther Strange, who was in a runoff against Roy Moore in Alabama a month or so ago, uh, endorsed by Donald Trump, rejected by voters in that state. It kind of seems like at this point, voters are not only rejecting certain candidates, but rejecting Donald Trump himself. Now, not all of the elections on Tuesday were rebukes to Donald Trump, but there were some very impressive Democratic victories that took place. For example, uh, a politician who had ridiculed the Women's March uh, in Washington, D.C. that took place earlier this year was defeated by a woman who ran because she was pissed off about him ridiculing the Women's March. The author of the uh, uh, transgendered bathroom bill saying you have to go to whatever bathroom corresponds to your genitalia uh, was defeated by a trans woman. A lot of really great victories turning state houses across the country into a more representative sample of what the United States actually is. But let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here. Yes, Tuesday's elections were a rebuke to Donald Trump and everything that the Republican Party stands for. Right now, Donald Trump's endorsement, if you're running for office, is more like a kiss of death because most of the people that he embraces, most of the people that he supports, end up getting rejected by the American voters. The only question is, can this momentum, can this anger towards the president uh, continue until the 2018 midterms? Signs right now are clearly pointing to yes. The Democrats are energized, and while they may not be 100% united, they're still far more united in their mission than Republicans are, which is going to give them an edge over the next 12 months as we uh, approach the midterms. But again, and this is something Donald Trump doesn't understand because he's not a career politician, and he's also not an intelligent human being. When you are wildly unpopular as Donald Trump is, least popular president at this point in his uh, presidency in history, um, you don't go campaign for people. You are seen as toxic. You are a cancer on the party. And so when you endorse someone, you're putting your stink, your disease onto them as well. (laughs) Did you ever wonder why we didn't see too much of George W. Bush in the 2008 election? Why he wasn't showing up at all these rallies and outwardly endorsing John McCain? It was because he knew he was unpopular. Uh, McCain's campaign said, thanks, but no thanks. They don't want the stink of eight years of Bush rubbing off on McCain. Trump doesn't get that. He doesn't understand it because he hasn't been paying attention to politics long enough. So as long as he continues to go out there and basically rub elbows with these wannabe Republican politicians, they will continue to keep losing. So by all means, Donald and Donald Jr., Go ahead and start tweeting out your support for Republicans for the 2018 midterms because I'm sure everybody's just dying to get your seal of approval. Thanks for watching. General John Kelly put his reputation on the line for this president when he attacked Congresswoman Frederica Wilson with multiple entirely false statements. And now the White House is doubling down. Back with me, Rick Wilson, Keith Boykin, Anna Navarro, and Jason Miller. Uh, Keith, I want to bring you in. You didn't get to speak last time. Listen, I'm wondering, has this changed your opinion or, or anything you thought about General Kelly at all this week? Well, General Kelly was perceived to be one of the adults in the room, you know, along with General Mattis. 
uh, and uh, Rex Tillerson, the three people who uh, I think James, who uh, Congressman uh, Senator Corker said were keeping us away from chaos in this administration. And uh, the fact that General Kelly would put his reputation on the line in defense of a lie uh, to support President Trump, I think is very disturbing. It suggests the way that Donald Trump corrupts all those around him. I mean, you think about all the people who are around him, people like Rex Tillerson and others, they've also been caught or ensnared in some sort of controversy because of Trump. Tillerson and the whole controversy about whether he called Trump a moron, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, being berated by, uh, by Donald Trump, and even Mike Pence being mocked by Donald Trump about his religion. And so it, it just goes to show you the reason why we're having this conversation with all due respect to all the other guests here, is because of one person, Donald Trump. He failed to address this issue, the, the death of the four soldiers in Niger, for 12 days. Many people were asking questions about it. I was asking about this just last week when I was on your show, Don, and no one, was no one was providing answers about it. And then when he is finally asked a question, he turns it into a competition between himself and President Obama and previous presidents. That's just unbecoming of the office of the presidency, and we would expect more from our commander-in-chief. Hey, Rick, um, you said that General Kelly began his role as chief of staff with the best intentions, but today he has become another all right, this is the George Wilder Jr. Show, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. It's a beautiful night. Daylight savings time means that it's getting darker a lot sooner. I don't even know why they have daylight saving time. Why? It's ridiculous. Save gas, save energy or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. I love it when, it, when the day it lingers a lot longer than it does now. I mean, it gets dark at four o'clock here. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Block Talk Radio right here. Follow me all over the place. LinkedIn, Facebook, that's me. The George Wilder Jr. Show is everywhere. And we are here to try to make the world a better place. That's all it's about, folks, is trying to make. And it's getting harder every day. It's really getting tough. <laughs> it's really getting tough. All right. Let's go here. All right, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. Hello, this is Shanta Gabriel. Shanta Gabriel yeah. is on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thank you for coming. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in. And uh, you, you have a nice laugh, believe me. <laughs> From what's been happening, we need to laugh a little bit, right? <laughs> Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Wow. I'm telling you. All right, Chanta Gabriel on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Give us a little bit of your bio and tell us about your work. Okay. Well, I have. I, I would say that I am a, a teacher of spirituality. Uh -huh. I've been uh -huh. working in this field since um, 1977 when I wow. um, met my teacher from India. So I started working with the Archangels in 1988, and that's a whole other story. I don't know if you have how much time you have, but it, there is a whole level of, of assistance that is available to us to help make our days more graceful, and that's uh -huh. what I'm working with. You sound like you're nervous. Don't be nervous. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I be know. nervous. Don't be nervous. Just relax. Take your time and uh, 
you know, and, and just relax, okay? And just it's a fun show. It's a it's a friendly show. It's not a uh, something that's gonna bite you anything. So just relax, uh, take your time, and you know, just tell us about it. Go right ahead. You're an author, right? I am, and I have mm-hmm. my book right here. And I thought, okay, if you wanted me to read an excerpt, I would. And I also have a whole set of cards that is made from the inspirational writings of Archangel Gabriel um, that came through me. And so I have those Mm -hmm. sitting right here, too. And they provide a a really interesting perspective on things. So, you know, whatever the conversation is about, whatever the question is, we could ask for a, a little more guidance and receive it through these messages. Okay. Tell us about your book. First of all, first of all, tell us about your book and, and how you came yeah. to write it. The book the book is called The Gabriel Messages and it, okay. it is based on these same cards that um that have been around since nineteen seven eighty excuse me, nineteen ninety five. Um they've been uh, updated and adjusted since then. But I the book uh is 56 uh, inspirational pages. Okay, great. You know, I am really nervous, George. I didn't actually think I would be this nervous, (laughs) but you're right. (laughs) Relax. Take your time and just, you know, be be yourself. Breathe. Just, just, you know, yeah, breathe. (laughs) I I always tell everybody else to do that. Yeah. So, you know, we... We have a time right now where things seem mm-hmm. to be so frightening and and mm-hmm. and difficult. And a lot of times we just need to have a more expanded perspective in order to see that there is opportunity in the midst of challenge. And this is a book that helps us to to open up to the opportunities and be able to see with a little greater perspective. And, and you're saying compassionate the compassionate wisdom. Excuse me. I go and ahead. you say you have a, you say you have some cards, a deck of cards, and the cards yeah. and the book they they sort of go together. They do go together. There's 56 okay. cards, and so you you mm-hmm. and you they go they can be separate too. And I send out a, a inspirational weekly message every time every week about using these cards and and it's got a little commentary from me and a little inspirational message from the book from Archangel Gabriel too and it mm-hmm. people are really empowered by them they they seem to love them so i have been really enjoying this process of sharing them with people so uh so when you put all this together it's a, it's about inspiration uplifting and sort of uh, spiritual? It is spiritual. It is. It isn't religious. Mm-hmm. I, I okay. was fortunate not to have a religious background, so I don't have any religion in me. So I have, so I, you know, I step on toes because I don't have that. But my, my, I, I think we can go to source ourselves and find yeah. our own creative um, experience. And and alignment with our highest wisdom, and so mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. what that's what I teach. Would you like to have okay, a little Shanta, message? Can you? So we can. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, can you read us an expert? I mean, an expert. I'd be happy to. Um, 
<laughs> I knew you. what you meant. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> no okay. problem, okay? So what would, what would George like to know tonight? What would be the best thing for him? Okay. People are listening. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I actually... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. So... Yeah, I think that 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 I I actually got two messages. So so I I would um I'm going to take this one first. It says that your job is to have no attachment to the appearance of disharmony, but to hold to the love within all things. And I think this is one of those messages that is exceptionally important for people to remember that there is mm-hmm. there is a, a deeper more loving presence within all things if we just get below the mm-hmm. surface. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we just the surface frightens us so much that we just stay there and and this is about just expanding ourselves a little bit more so that we can actually have a have more um awareness. So here it says mm-hmm. okay. deep within you and all around you is divine love. When you're free from distracting thoughts about the surface appearance of the world, it's easier to remember this truth. Even if you're in a situation that appears to be upsetting, know deeply in your heart that God's love exists within all things. When you remember this higher wisdom, the outer world of appearances has no choice but to fall in line with your focus of attention. It's become a scientific truth in the study of quantum physics that the particles of atomic fields arrange themselves into form when the focus of the scientist's attention is there. Before this focus of attention, these particles were waves of energy with unlimited potential. Many books have been written which describe this process in detail. This field of unlimited potential, waiting for your focus of attention, is why your thoughts are so powerful. It's why you can create your new reality by holding a vision of what you want to see happen. The universe will be creating your reality according to your thoughts, whether you're paying attention or not. So having a conscious awareness of the future reality you choose to create is very potent. Imagine a world of love in your thoughts. Focus your attention on this truth and you'll have it. Know that with God all things are possible. And this means it's possible for the world to live in peace and harmony, for all people to have enough food to be healthy, and that all can live in a joy-filled abundance. Despite appearances to the contrary, this is divine will for all human beings. Your deepest beliefs will affect this process. It's good to be aware of the subconscious thoughts that run contrary to your future visions. Your thoughts are the vehicle to create a world of love and peace for yourself and all others. Know that the greatest truths of the universe are that God exists in all circumstances and that divine love is within all things. Hold your mind on the power of divine love. Ask for a miracle if you need it and allow the universe to show you a reality where harmony and beauty are all that exists. Remember that your job is to have no attachment to the appearance of disharmony, but to hold to the love within all things. Wow, that is so beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> wow. You. You can, I, have a, I should, you I, can I should have, have as many as you like. 
I should hit my applause button here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it that was, was a really beautiful. That was, that was gorgeous. You. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's that. This is the way that that these messages started coming to me. I I mm-hmm. had no interest in angels. I what mm-hmm. I wanted was to have a new path in life. I felt like I had gone as far as I was going to, in in the the work that I was doing at the time, which was healing work. I I'd been studied uh, energy medicine. I had also been a massage therapist for ten years. So I was doing that kind of mm-hmm. work, and and it was very good. But I felt like there was another step for me and another way for me to express and so I was asking for that and yeah. and I I believe that we can really truly ask the universe to provide what it is that we're we're needing yeah. in every moment. And so so I was yeah. this was in nineteen eighty eight and I was really asking and I was feeling also a little emotionally disturbed. My my marriage wasn't going as well as I had hoped and so things were a little um, disturbing. And so I was asking really hard for this new path to open up. And I was giving a massage this one day, and I was living in Honolulu at the time. That's a, um, I was raised in California, so being in, Cal- in, in Honolulu is, a, is a, an amazing experience in itself. And yeah, I had yeah. a person on my massage table, it was about it was late in the afternoon and as i was completing the work which i usually do by sending light down a person's body i'm showing you with my hands right now george you can <laughs> just imagine <I> feel <laughs> so there's light I going feel down it. a person's body <laughs> i can see and, it yeah. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and and then i it was really strange because suddenly I felt like this room was vibrating. It was moving, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're from California, your first thought is earthquake, right? But, but yeah. I was oh, then fires. I went, wait, I'm in, I'm in Hawaii. What's you know what is this? And and I could just I was it was all these thoughts going through my mind like in an instant. And it was there was so much light. It was like the sun was coming right in the 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 windows. And so mm-hmm. I I just let that sort of sink in a minute, and and when it was it because it was so odd, I opened my eyes, and I swear to you, this is absolutely true. I looked down at the end of my table, and there was this huge being of light that had wings so large they went out the ceiling, and it was it was astounding if i hadn't already been on my knees i probably would have fallen over because it was what so do you think the light was wild well i said who what are you who you know and he this voice said i am archangel michael and wow my brain would not compute that i could everything inside of me went no way absolutely this is this can't be happening and so i just I just said, thank you for sharing. I'm busy. And I ignored him, which was you know, sort of strange in itself because it was a very large presence. So I, I just said, I'm busy, you know, and I let it go. 
person did not was not disturbed by this whole thing going on, but when she sat up, she said, oh, there, there was just so much light. <laughs> so I, I didn't yeah. tell her why. I just said, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of light. And so this continued on right. for, yeah, <laughs> for Gentile. a while. And oh. I kept ignoring Gentile. it because I was, I was already a little weird. You know, I was already, my, you know, people were... My family always imagined that I was strange, you know, and that that I was not like other people. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so I didn't want to really take it, it to another level, you know. So I just kind of let it happen. And he kept showing up, not quite so dramatically, and it went on for about a year. And then Janta, I... Janta, I'm yeah. sorry for interjecting. I'm sorry for cutting in. But no how, I wanted to ask, how is the book... How is the book doing so far? Oh, the book is is so it's selling okay. <laughs> it's okay. selling okay. I'm not, it, you know, it's I'm not, I'm not, I haven't gone out on the road. I haven't really tried hard. I have a website, and I work with people and well, private sessions. Is, but. <laughs> Well, being on this show is, is is one way of getting the word out about it. You should do more shows like this. I mean, when you have a book, uh, and you want to, you want people to know certain things. Uh, you have, you think your book is gonna, you know, make the world a better place or something to that effect. You have to get your book out there. You know, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, you have to do it yourself. Uh, because if well, you don't get, I... if you don't get your book out there, no, no, okay, if you don't get your book out there, nobody will know about it. So you have to I really, know. really work at work at. Mm-hmm. I know, and so I'm just been, so, what uh, I've been doing is doing it through my website, and that's 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 mm-hmm. the way that I have been promoting it is through my website and through the inspirational messages I put out every week, and yeah. and mm-hmm. just hoping that it. Well, I know hoping, but it's it's just a, it's just. It's it's going out slowly. <laughs> it's it's slowly. Yeah, because, I have it on Facebook. You know, um, the excerpt, the excerpt that you read to me, I thought it was beautiful, and I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, it is. Like it, I mean, what you read on the show, it was it was beautiful, and I I probably could still be listening to some of it now, but we don't have enough time. So, okay, is book available on Amazon? It is, yes, it is. Okay, it's called the Gabriel Messages: Compassionate Wisdom mm-hmm. for the 21st Century, from Archangel okay. Gabriel, and it's right. Yep, by Shanta Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and you do have a website, so people can come go to your I website, website and probably download Shanta your Gabriel. book. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. shantagabriel.com. And the book and the cards are also available uh, as an online version as well mm-hmm. as in print. Okay. Okay, for the last word, what do you want to tell my audience about your book and, or what you do? Oh. I say now is the time for, mm-hmm. to let go of fear and reach a hand forward to be held and led by the angels of light because they're there mm-hmm. for us all. And, and wow. it's strong <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, with, with, with we, when we can connect through that level of heart energy and love, there is hope always. Yeah. Shantia Gable on a Gabriel on the George Wilder Jr. show. Thanks for being on. Uh are you planning on uh writing another book? 
I continue I to write. Have, and this, I have two books in process right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Yep, and one of them is about light fields and how to work okay. with them, and to, uh-huh. and the other one is is more messages from the work that we've been doing. Mostly All right, year. you've been a great guest. On, yeah, you've been a great <laughs> guest on the show. And when you get that those other books, make sure you contact me so I can put you back on and I we will. can uh, get your book. <laughs> we can get your book out there. Uh, hopefully get, <laughs> you, get a lot more sales, <laughs> you know, but I wish you all the luck in yeah. the world. And thank you for being so sweet. And thank you for that lovely excerpt. You're so welcome. You take care. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. You too. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. All right, Chantel Great Gabriel, if I can say Gabriel, on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We are going to be, if we can find something to click here. All righty. Um, Chantel Gabriel, thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash G Wilder or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. Welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. This is a show for anybody who wants to get come on and talk about whatever you do, whether it's a book or something else or you know, whatever you want to talk about. It's a sort of a variety show. I don't pin myself down to just one topic or one issue, even though on the marquee it says politics, we can talk about anything and everything that you want to talk about. It's it's a show and it's a fun show. I think George Wilder Jr.'s show is a fun show and um, because I make it fun. I try to make it fun. I try to make it comfortable for people who to come on the show and uh, um they do and what they do and how they do it and all that kind of stuff you know so the george wilder Jr. show is on the air so yesterday i called up the the guy in the white house for his silence over the four green berets killed in niger and here's what he had to say about that later on in the day take a look please toughest calls i have to make are the calls where uh this happens. Soldiers are killed. President Obama and other presidents, most of them uh, didn't make calls. A lot of them didn't make calls. I like to call when it's appropriate, when I think I'm able to do it. Just <laughs> <laughs> will take some time off his golf game. Well, you know, I think most presidents make those calls. I'm sorry. And quit. You know what? Listen. Just say, you know, maybe you hadn't gotten to it yet, but you don't need to bring in Obama. What is wrong with you? Obama does not, you know, just stop. 
You can say you, you can say you're dealing with it. You can, but you don't have you don't have to reach out because it turns out to be a lie. Well, and these things you know? are typically well, done in private because they're very personal. Someone's lost their lives, so it's not something that they do and then broadcast. By the way, I, Trump's an idiot. On Tuesday evening, Americans were basically greeted to a really resounding rejection of Donald Trump and everything he stands for as election results across the country began rolling in, showing that Democrats made virtually a clean sweep in elections from Maine to California. Uh, One of the most closely watched elections that took place on Tuesday was the race for Virginia governor between Democrat uh, Ralph Northam and Republican Ed Gillespie. Now, Gillespie had been personally endorsed by Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr., Steve Bannon. All three of those guys had been tweeting virtually nonstop over the last few weeks, singing the praises of Gillespie. Gillespie decided to run an incredibly racist campaign, vilifying everyone that wasn't white, embracing Donald Trump's racism, and he was soundly rejected by voters in Virginia. Uh, Quite similar to how Luther Strange, who was in a runoff against Roy Moore in Alabama a month or so ago, uh, endorsed by Donald Trump, rejected by voters in that state. It kind of seems like at this point, voters are not only rejecting certain candidates, but rejecting Donald Trump himself. Now, not all of the elections on Tuesday were rebukes to Donald Trump, but there were some very impressive Democratic victories that took place. For example, uh, a politician who had ridiculed the Women's March uh, in Washington, D.C. that took place earlier this year was defeated by a woman who ran because she was pissed off about him ridiculing the Women's March. The author of the uh, uh, transgendered bathroom bill saying you have to go to whatever bathroom corresponds to your genitalia uh, was defeated by a trans woman. A lot of really great victories turning state houses across the country into a more representative sample of what the United States actually is. But let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here. Yes, Tuesday's elections were a rebuke to Donald Trump and everything that the Republican Party stands for. Right now, Donald Trump's endorsement, if you're running for office, is more like a kiss of death. Because most of the people that he embraces, most of the people that he supports, end up getting rejected by the American voters. The only question is, can this momentum, can this anger towards the president uh, continue until the 2018 midterms? Signs right now are clearly pointing to yes. The Democrats are energized, and while they may not be 100% united, they're still far more united in their mission than Republicans are, which is going to give them an edge over the next 12 months as we uh, approach the midterms. But again, and this is something Donald Trump doesn't understand because he's not a career politician and he's also not an intelligent human being. When you are wildly unpopular, as Donald Trump is, least popular president at this point in his uh, presidency in history, um, you don't go campaign for people. You are seen as toxic. You are a cancer on the party. And so when you endorse someone, you're putting your stink, your disease onto them as well. Did you ever wonder why we didn't see too much of George W. Bush in the 2008 election? Why he wasn't showing up at all these rallies and outwardly endorsing John McCain? 
It was because he knew he was unpopular. Uh, McCain's campaign said, thanks, but no thanks. They don't want the stink of eight years of Bush rubbing off on McCain. Trump doesn't get that. He doesn't understand it because he hasn't been paying attention to politics long enough. So as long as he continues to go out there and basically rub elbows with these wannabe Republican politicians, they will continue to keep losing. So by all means, Donald and Donald Jr., go ahead and start tweeting out your support for Republicans for the 2018 midterms, because I'm sure everybody's just dying to get your seal of approval. Billionaire uh, philanthropist and activist uh, Tom Steyer is uh, back with an ad that he has produced uh, calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. And he wanted to put it on a place where he knew that Trump would, would see it. And so, of course, he chose Fox and Friends. Uh, let's see what it looks like. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less, yet today, People in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons, and they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So if you thought that the president might not have seen that because he was doing some important government type stuff, you haven't been paying attention this year. Yes, he watched it. He immediately tweeted about it. Wacky and totally unhinged Tom Steyer, who has been fighting me and my Make America Great Again agenda from beginning, never wins elections, which is a direct response to the charges later. It's not. So look, he's pushing for that. He's, I guess, able to. I'm surprised that Fox actually ran the ad in the first place. Uh, I have recently read just this week that their ad revenue is down 17%. So it's possible that they, they can be less choosy money. about the ads. But Fox and Friends is a popular show, I think, at least in the White House. It polls very well. And um, so they decided to run that. Now, Fox and Friends audience was not happy. They were deluged with torrent, uh, a torrent of tweets and uh, comments on the, the articles about it saying that they had been taken over by commies and Jews. And that's why they were doing this, that they were just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And this, man, audiences really expect uh, consistency in a message. Because if there's anybody who has earned, for better or worse, protection from the charge that they're not sufficiently pro-Trump, isn't it Fox and Friends at this point? Like well, they've done nothing but help him and praise him for a year, but they run this one ad and people are leaving their show. They're not watching anymore. Yeah, I don't believe him anyway. Yeah, I don't believe so, it. Yeah, look, uh, that's why they were probably particularly angry. They're like, this is a bubble. You are not supposed to allow that's opposing true. viewpoints into this bubble. Yes. It really disturbs us. But people who huff and puff and say they're going to leave, I mean, just check the comments below. Okay, they never leave. They're like, oh, the next time. You do this again, but no, there's a lot of like, I'm going to change the channel. 
to what? To reality? Like, good luck with that, buddy. I don't know. There's a so lot well. of new uh, right-wing channels. The hotel I'm staying at, there's there's <laughs> really? so many new ones. Newsmax has a 24-hour channel. True. And uh, uh -huh. what is it? Is it One America or something? OAN? Yeah, OAN. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was watching it yesterday. That's true. I was like... Uh -oh. Maybe they're the friends of Fox and Friends, you know. So I always wonder, I always watch Fox and Friends, I'm like, who are the friends exactly? I, I know who friends? Fox is. true, because all those who people are, are employees. Yeah, yeah. Who are, I don't see the friends. Yeah. I think That'd be cool if there was a crossover with the actual show Friends. And, and like, That's like why we someone, thought it was. Someone can web that together and like, like, let's have Fox and Friends, you know. Let's have, let's have Steve Ducey dating uh, somebody on that show. They, but they I mean, if they're going to keep on paying out, like everyone who accuses their their hosts oh. of sexual assault, and they have to silence them, thirty-two million dollars for Bill O'Reilly, man, you need the money. I get it, Fox, um, but I actually thought that this was a pretty effective ad. I mean, he's calm. Uh, he is those blue eyes, those like steel blue eyes, just <laughs> staring at you as the yeah. camera just slowly pans in. I thought it was effective. I just thought that the messaging could have been a little different. I think it could have just been like, Donald, seek therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we know you need help. We want to help you. Step down, buddy. You can <laughs> golf every day. Uh, you can do that anyway. <laughs> so. Um, my, I want to get to Tom Steyer's message too, but for, first, I like Trump's message. Steyer never wins elections. Good reason for that, never run for one. Yeah, for O. Okay, I assume that he means the money that he puts into elections. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's not true either. He's won, he's lost based on who he's funded. Anyway, uh, so. I think that the Steyer ad is, is smart in a lot of different ways. Uh, they, uh, they're going to rally everybody to their own side. It was smart to run it on Fox and Friends to get under, under Trump's skin, who is, they, they know cannot help himself and yeah. will give you free publicity. Which is a tactic John Oliver's used a couple of times. He's run ads on Fox yeah. and Friends. Yes. And so really well played. Uh, I think it was super <laughs> smart. Uh, they're going to get a lot of people on their side. side. And you know, and Steyer uh, is very wealthy, he's a billionaire, uh, he's a progressive. And he's not looking to take the money that he uses and create benefits for himself like tax cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, he is not arguing for that, right? And so it's not out of self-interest, except for the fact that it, the main money that he spends is to try to uh, fight against climate change. So I guess he's got a conflict of interest because he'd like to stay alive. He's got an All agenda. Right, okay. yep. And he wants his kids and grandkids to have a planet. Can, can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I agree with basically what, what they said there. And certainly he's, he's free to, if he wants to pay for an ad, you can pay for an ad, I guess. It happens all the time, corporations do it. Uh, so, but it does make me a little bit uncomfortable that we have this class of people and some of them are progressives and pro-environment and all that who are so wealthy that they can unilaterally just produce these political ads. And like, I don't know that anything he said there was inaccurate. So maybe this isn't a good example for me to criticize. And I'm glad that Fox ran it. But it is still just more advertising coming from the direct point of view of a billionaire. Like, I agree with this one. But yeah. that they can just, like, they could buy out all the ads sure. if they the want. The country is billionaire versus billionaire yeah. versus billionaire. We just have to hope that the right billionaire wins. Well, and that's a shitty position to be in. Because of that subtitle in that commercial, we, we know he's an American citizen. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah. American <laughs> citizen. I just love that. Yeah. 
So well, just okay. in case you're worried. Yeah, Come relax. All right. Well, look, this uh, be balanced here, and uh, I'll join the fray of uh, you know slight criticisms here. Uh, one is. Uh, American citizen looked really goofy. Totally yes. agree. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We, I mean, you could have wrote written Homo sapien, yeah. right? Like human being. <laughs> we know, we know, we know. Uh, it's like a way of saying not billionaire, not running for office. Okay, but let's keep it real. One day, Tom Steyer might run for office. Okay, and he is a billionaire. I don't have any problem with billionaires doing the right thing. I love it. That's wonderful. Uh, he should give money to Wolfpack. He can't give money to Justice Democrats because they don't take. Uh, big donations like that, but he, but Wolfpack does. Go ahead. Is this um, part of the too, <laughs> too strong, too strenuous? <laughs> no, no, okay, it's okay, got okay. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> and look, and if he's going to run for office, and and a lot of people sign that petition, that's probably a good move too. I get it. Uh, so look, overall, there's not that many people doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. Yeah, I'll take it and run. I agree. Uh, yeah. and 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 it's okay to put his message out. Um, and if he wants to spend all whatever he has, one point whatever billion. On doing great things, including in the media, including buying ads. I think that's actually lovely. Yeah. I just want to prevent uh, even good guy billionaires, like to John's point, of being able to buy elections. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, and that's different. Here, he's not, right now, there is no election. Yeah. He's, he's not trying it's to influence. Issue advocacy. It, it is. Right. It is actual issue yeah. advocacy as opposed to, hey, vote for X and don't vote for Y, yeah. Yeah. which I think is, is definitely different. And he should, my only last tiny criticism is speak up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too whispery. No, I like I'm, that. I'm glad <laughs> he like brought up, like, more oh, yeah. ominous. Okay. I'm glad he brought up the, uh, you know, the criticism of Trump's, uh, you know, irresponsibility in dealing with North Korea and the, you know, the threat of nuclear war. It's yeah. like, because to me, it seems like there's, there's almost no anti-war movement going on. Yeah. You know, people talk about all different issues, but. When it comes to war, it's like almost nothing going on. And yeah. just painting Kim Jong-un as, oh, he's the evil, he's the evil crazy one. It's yeah. like, we're the only country to ever use nukes on anybody. And, you know, we, and we did it twice. You yeah. know, and now they're already talking about tactical nukes, you know, these little nukes. More we'll usable do, ones. Yeah, just, you know, they won't cause much damage. Just yeah. tactical <laughs> nukes. You know. yeah. Trump's, so yeah, Trump's it's, it's terrifying, you know. Well, and so I'm glad he threw that in there because it that's seems true. like that's not even in the conversation these days. Hopefully, if you scare people enough about the threat of nuclear war in this one particular instance, you can then build on that, that we shouldn't just get out of this situation. We should get out of the, like, decades-long situation yes. where... Multiple people have access to enough weaponry to destroy the entire world. Let's not have that situation. Even if Donald Trump's not there, even if it's Barack Obama or someone who seems sane, even maybe they shouldn't have the capacity to kill every human that is, exists. Well, last thing is to just to double down on what Judah and John are saying. I, what, what I'm most concerned about when it comes to Trump is his mental stability in regards to North Korea, particularly. And so, you know, impeachments that's fine, and it's a good strategy that that they're pursuing. Uh, I think the 25th Amendment actually it should be incredibly rare, but this might be a rare instance where we should consider using it. Uh, and, and we even have a, a petition on that or a poll on that, tytnetwork.com slash 25th, because that he might not be stable enough uh, to be president of the United States. And I think he's a literal danger to the world. And I'm not the only one saying that now. Now you have Republican senators like Bob Corker and Jeff Flake and John McCain and former presidents like Obama, but also George W. Bush yeah. coming out and making speeches about Ugh. how watch out, he's not stable. And, yeah. and this and is
Harvey bearing down on the Texas coast, Category 4 storm. At the same time, we learned that the president was going to pardon former Arizona. Let me talk to Donald Trump and explain to him that as president of the United States, he represents blacks and Jewish people and Hispanics and people of every color and every creed. And it is his job as president of the United States to stand up for each and every American, to stand up vertically against racism and bigotry. Peddling to racism is just as bad as being a racist. So Donald Trump is either a racist or he's peddling to it, and both are frank, frankly unacceptable and make him unfit to be president of the United States. If you can't be president, if you cannot stand up and represent Americans, you should not be president. And to my party, to the Republicans who are speaking out today, my question is, what the hell took you so long? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. For too long, Republicans in Congress, elected leaders, have looked the other way while a misogynist, racist, bigoted pig is in the White House. Let me tell you, we cannot capitulate the office of the presidency of the United States. We cannot capitulate moral clarity. We cannot capitulate principles. We cannot capitulate Republican values and American values. No piece of legislation. No bone that he may throw on policy, no regulation is worth cheapening the office of the United States this way. It is breaking us apart. It is not news that's breaking us apart. It is the president of the United States who is causing this news. So Republicans need to stand up, need to grow a spine, and need to reject him. They don't, I'm tired of hearing Republicans say they're disappointed and disturbed by something he says. You know what? When he invites you to the White House, don't yeah. go. When he invites you to dinner, don't go. Do not stand next to him until he starts behaving in a presidential manner. Go. And if he can't, you've got to confront him over and over and over and over again. And, Governor, here's, here's, what, here's what folks are saying. Um, those comments today that were at Trump Tower, in the same place where he launched his presidential campaign in June of 2015, by saying this. When Mexico sends its people... They're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. So, Governor, you know, the folks who are his critics are saying he showed us who he was in those comments over two years ago. At least he's consistent, he hasn't changed, should, and people shouldn't be surprised by his behavior today. They expected it all along. What do you take, what issue do you take with him by saying just what he said? The fact of the matter is, being a border governor, we know that we're not getting the best that what Mexico can send to us. We know that the drug cartels are down there. We know that the rapists are coming across, and then they go to sanctuary cities, and then they head back, and then they come back here again. You know, this is America. The American people ought to be protected also. And I'll and let you respond to that as, as, rhetoric. as a Latina. Again, Don, life is too short for me to respond uh, to something like that. What I will say is that it, you're exactly right. 
He showed us during the campaign over and over and over who he was. We saw him boast about sexual predatory behavior. We, we heard him attack Judge Curiel. We heard him attack the cons. We heard him attack Mexicans. We heard him attack women. Over and over and over again, he showed us who he was. But Republicans, so many Republicans, look, I have friends here in Miami who voted for him because he was going to change Cuba policy. And he did. But that's not enough. That is not enough because the harm he is causing this country is just too great to look the other way. And many people thought that when he entered the Oval Office, he would become presidential, that the magnitude of his office would make him change and become a presidential figure. Well, six and a half months have gone by, seven months have gone by. You don't change a 71-year-old man. He is not going to change. And it is time that Republicans start realizing yeah, that and, and stop giving him a damn chance. He's not going to change. He will continue embarrassing us and making us feel ashamed. Governor, and, and Governor, you're okay with everything he said today? I am, I am, from everything that I heard, I don't have a problem with it. But the fact of the matter is, is that all of this rhetoric is all sour grapes because it's just continually coming through um, the networks. Uh, across our country and he was duly elected he is uh, the president of the United States and for people to use some of the verbiage that they've used Anna is in a Republican a long-time Republican destroying by the way. Our, I understand that I, now you've lost my I lost you said my that so, you said it's destroying our president we need to pardon I was just trying to help you complete your thought <laughs> All righty, that's Fong. All right, Michael Flynn worries about his son's legal exposure. These are these are two people who are in Trump's inner circle that that are possibly going to be indicted, and this guy is worried about his son. You know who uh, Michael Flynn is. Uh, Flynn's worries about his son's legal exposure. Well, his son uh, colluded with the Russians along with his father. Well, then he probably didn't worry about that, right? You know, so tracking Russia investigations. Let's see what they're saying about him, about the Russia investigations. I'm on CNN here, folks. All righty. Tracking the Russia investigation, special counsel Robert Mueller and multiple committee committees on Capitol Hill are investigating Russia interference with the 2016 presidential election and whether anyone, anyone's from Donald, President Donald Trump's campaign was involved. Of course they were. Investigations have, have in, in, investigators have uh, interviewed witnesses, secured search warrants, issued subpoenas, wow, and requested documents from dozens of people and entities. Uh, the investigations are supposed to be conducted in secret. So many details have not, public, have not been publicly available. The interactive tracks the publicity, publicity known to, develop, to, to developments of the squalling investigations into Trump and Russia and probably represents a slice of what has actually taken place and who's going to go down and it it would be it, it, it would be something if american people can just see uh 
10 to 17 people marching out of the White House in leg irons and handcuffs, because that's what it seems like it's boarding up to being, including Donald Trump you know, marching out of the White House in handcuffs. Because from my understanding, Robert Mueller, the special counsel, the special prosecutor in this case who is investigating Russia, he's finding that some of these guys have committed other crimes that they could go to jail for. Some of these guys within Trump's circle has committed other crimes that they should be locked up for. So... This guy is not finished. He's, it's not over. He's a godsend to the American people because the Republicans are constantly, constantly figure, figuring out ways to try to fire him. And, that's, and for them to keep thinking like that, it just proves how guilty they are. Trump has been admitting guilt for a long time. <laughs> this guy, if anybody knows how to incriminate themselves, it's Donald Trump. So uh, Vice President Mike Pence attends a vigil for the victims of a Sunday church massacre. Where is Trump? Where's Donald Trump? I mean, he's the president of the United States. He's supposed to be doing that. Donald Trump is supposed to be going to these funerals, contacting the, the families of these of the of the victims, parents, uh, relatives of the victims. That's Donald Trump's job as president. That's what it says. Uh, that's one of his criteria as job. Uh, as doing his job is to cons- console people, uh, American people, when you know tra- tragedies like this happen on a mass scale. But you never hear Donald Trump calling. You never hear Donald Trump calling. Uh, uh, he doesn't know how to be sympathetic. He has no empathy. He has nothing. If he tries, if it seems like he tries to have empathy or caring about other people, he's faking it. He's lying. Uh, because other people around him telling telling him that he should act as if he has some sort of empathy. Donald Trump has he doesn't care about nothing, no one, but himself. It's all about Donald Trump. That's it, in a nutshell. The man cares nothing about anybody else, and he has done so much to be impeached. It's a shame. And they're saying here that Donald Trump is a lock for the 2020 nomination. Not if he's impeached before that, you know, and the uh, Democrats say if they win the House, he is out because he knows that they know that's what the American people want is to have this man out. Okay, first charges filed in the Mueller investigation. Let's see what that is. Remember, if it's anything of consequence, (laughs) you've heard it on the George Wilder Jr. show. All right. First charges filed under the Mueller investigation. Who is going to jail now? Let's all righty. A federal judge messing up here. A federal judge jury in Washington on Friday approved first charges in the investigation led by special counsel Robert Mueller, according to sources briefed on the matter. The charges are still sealed. Oh, oh, oh they're sealed. Under orders from the federal judge, plans were prepared Friday for anyone charged to be taken into custody. As soon as Monday, somebody's going to jail in the White House, somebody affiliated with Donald Trump, or maybe Donald Trump himself. So let's keep our fingers crossed. A spokesman for <laughs> a spokesman for the special counsel office declined to comment. The White House has also had no comment. A senior administration, I mean, of course, what the White House is going to say? 
they've got no power on this. Uh, a senior administrator official said uh, Saturday morning. Okay, wow. Mueller has appointed Mueller uh, special counsel. I can't even say his name. I'm saying Mueller. Maybe that's the way they pronounce it in some cases, some areas. Anyway, he was uh, appointed in May to lead the investigation into Russia meddling in the 2016 election. And, and from all the U.S. agencies there are, there was totally, totally uh, influenced uh, by Russia in the 2016 election, which caused, which put this piece of crap in office. And uh, Donald Trump's been saying for the longest, there's been no collusion, there's been no collusion, there's been no collusion. And everybody around him is going to jail for what? Collusion, right? Okay, we'll just have to see that charges were are still sealed, okay? Charges are still sealed. That means more people could go to jail by Monday. Wow. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll have it here, folks. Uh, it'll be all it'll be everywhere actually, but we'll still we'll still have it on the George Wilder Jr. show because this is just so this is this is awful laughable. It's for America when um you got countless, countless and countless of um politicians in Washington going to jail. Uh being investigated, you know, talking to the FBI. It's awful. But this is the only we this is the only way we can get the rot out of Washington. And we're gonna get the rot out of Washington with the help of special counselor, special prosecutor, FBI, Robert Mueller, because this guy's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's not letting the, the Republicans influence him or with their threats of firing him. Uh, and I, this could involve Donald Trump. This this could involve uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, but definitely it's going to seem like uh, it may be Michael Mike Flynn and his son. I've been hearing. That's going to be Michael Flynn and his son. Even if they are indicted on Monday, Mueller, the special counselor, his job is still not finished. It's not done. All right, you've been listening to the George Jr. Show, following politics in the politics, the rotten politics, crappy politics in the United States pertaining to the White House and Donald Trump. He's still overseas now. We're all betting that he probably wouldn't come back. He's not coming back. He's He's going to be in leg irons if he gets back, you know. And they're talking about Donald Trump. There's, in another article, they're saying that Donald Trump is a lock for the 2020 nomination. Uh, somehow, I don't think so. That's one person's poll. That's, you know, I don't think so. I think American people are too energetic, too involved, and they want this man out. I don't think he's a lock for nothing. He may not even last until the 2020 nomination. So someone, some, someone, somewhere is jumping the gun. In my view, in my view, I mean Donald Trump is weak. He is weak. He hasn't accomplished nothing. Only thing he's accomplished is a lot more things that are criminal. And if he does sign, and if he does run in 2020, there's going to be so many other Republicans running against him. It's going to be a damn shame. 
So I don't buy that. I really don't buy that. I mean, that's probably somebody else's opinion or their own thoughts on it, you know. But uh, I don't think he has a lock on anything. If anything, the prisons are going to have a lock on him. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. We've got about three more minutes left into the show. It's been beautiful. I want to thank my guest, Shantia Gabriel. Beautiful name for a beautiful book and most likely a beautiful lady. And uh, like I said before, we have all kinds of uh, wonderful people on this show discussing all kinds of different kinds of things that they're into. You you may not be into it. I may not be into it. But that's that's not saying that we can't hear other people out, right? Right? All right. Good evening, and even a better weekend. Bye, everyone.